What's up, everybody? Welcome to the WorkPrints Gamecast, episode 101. I'm your host, Bilal, and joining me this week is Josh. Josh Spear of the WorkPrint. Josh, give yourself a little introduction. You're brand new to this podcast. Yep, uh, I am very much a lifelong gamer, and I love indies, and I figured it'd be fun to talk them here. So that's what's happening. Awesome. You actually join us um, as like a reference from Christian. Uh, I think he, yep. Christian was writing for Hey Poor Player, uh, and he said, you know, there might be some people, folks here that might want to, you know, write for the work print. And I think you are um, the one that came over and have been doing fantastic work. Um, how long have you been doing this? How long have you been working in the, I guess, video game, game journalism? Inside. Yeah, the gaming side uh, of things. Gaming side of things, it's actually almost been a decade now, which is Damn. insane for me to say out loud. But yeah, I got started with Opera Rainfall, did a lot of good stuff there, moved to H Hey Poor Player, and then I met Christian there. Nice guy. I decided to do this in my free time. So. Yeah. Now, uh, what have you been covering uh, over at the site? Let people know, you know, besides gaming, what else they can uh, come to the site and find you doing? I love pop culture stuff, so I'm very glad to be able to cover, like, movies and TV shows and comic books and that sort of thing at the work print, you know. Stuff that I like anyhow, but now I can talk about it with a bigger audience, so. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I know you you just did a review of Jurassic Park Dominion, and uh, you've been covering The Boys this season. I have been, yes. <laughs> so yeah, you're right there in the thick of it, and I appreciate all the work, uh, you, you know, and all the writing you've brought to the site. I, yeah, I'm glad to have the opportunity, and fair warning, the next boys is supposed to be really wild, so I'll do my best not to get us in trouble covering it. <laughs> uh, yeah, even if we get in trouble, oh well, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about your gaming history. Like, I, I actually don't know too much about this. I'm curious, like, what, where did you jump into gaming? Maybe favorite generation? And, like, what type of games do you tend to play? Yes, and I've mostly stuck with Nintendo systems, but I also got into, like, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. I have a Vita that I need to fix still. But I mostly like portable gaming whenever I can because I don't always have a chance to sit my butt down and play by the computer or by whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like the Switch so much. It's basically a portable. It's a really big portable, but it works. So I do a lot on my Switch. Uh, when I can sit my butt down, I play stuff on Steam. And thanks to some great friends of mine, I actually have a PSP I got recently, which I'm getting some games for. So Nice. I actually have a PSP Go sitting oh, nice. around here somewhere yeah my uh my sister-in-law um was going to trade it into gamestop and they were going to give her 20 mm. bucks for it uh yeah, and, and i was shameless. like i was like i was like i will give you like 80 dollars <laughs> like i think i think that thing cost like 100 at that time or something i was like i'll give you 80 yeah. bucks just give it to me uh and i love it, it like it was like an all digital psp for those that aren't aware and I think back then too, like it was easy to like jailbreak a PSP. So as a, yeah. as a college student, I was like, I can I can play all those Metal Gear Acid games and like Crisis Core, uh, which is a bit foreshadowing uh, some of the discussion yeah. coming later. Uh, you know, but I, I freaking loved that PSP Go. And the, the, what happened to your Vita? My Vita started drifting, which is an issue I have with my Joy Cons on my Switch. But the Vita is supposed to be a lot more rare, and it started mm -hmm. happening. I'm like, I am not pressing anything. Why are you moving? You know? Ah, uh, that's, that's. I, I don't know. I'm probably just gonna have to bite the bullet and send it to Sony to fix it. But yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I remember I bought the Vita specifically for Persona 4 Golden. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great reason. Yeah, yeah and because uh, everyone was everyone was hyped, uh, just talking so much about that game, and uh, even like it, I waited like a year. And then I was like, okay, I've got to play this. I was commuting to New York, and it was the perfect companion. I swear, if if the Vita just had two trigger buttons on it, <laughs> it, would, it would have been ahead of the Switch in my eyes. It would have, yeah. yeah. It was really, it, overall, it was a really nice system while it was getting support, you yeah. know? Yeah, no, I really loved it. Um, no, uh, you know, I'm glad to have you on, but let's get this podcast on the road. Um, what have you been playing this past week? The simple answer is too much. The long answer is uh, I started a game that I'm actually going to be reviewing at Hey Player, but I could talk a little bit about here called My Lovely Wife. 
It's by Neon. It's published by Neon Doctrine, and they're really good for crazy indie stuff. And it's a visual novel slash adventure game where your what this character's wife dies a few years after they marry, and it, it's a tragic accident that happens, and then he has an opportunity to bring her back to life. Okay. Only catch is he has to start summoning succubi and taking something called carnal essence to do it with. And you can probably guess what that means. <laughs> but uh, it's very much a game that questions every moral decision you make. And the main character is always freaked out by everything that's happening, but he does it anyhow. It was really interesting. It's I've only played for a couple hours so far, but it's really addictive. Uh, so, uh, how, uh, so you say it's visual novel. Is there like... Are you moving around at all, or is it just like it's story based and you're just making decisions as you're going along? You, you make decisions for how to train and how to send your sucker by out into the world to get what you need. And as you reach certain thresholds, you start getting ways to upgrade your own powers and ways to enhance your relationship with them, like a romance game almost. <laughs> Again, it's very dark, it's very twisted, but it's very compelling so far. Oh, and the art style seems pretty great, too. Yeah, the art style is a big draw for me, even though it's creepy how most people don't have mouths most of the time. Instead, <laughs> the usual anime without no any noses, you know? But yeah. It, it's good stuff. I don't know. This looks, this looks pretty good. I, uh, I have not... Oh, look, and skill trees as well. <laughs> yep, yep. So the, yeah. So the skill trees, tree... Yeah. The skill tree works by you have to make a conscious decision to sacrifice a succubi in a very horrible way. And doing so, you absorb their energy and you can use it to boost your own stats. Again, really dark, but <laughs> so far I'm liking it. Um, and I guess when it comes to a visual novel game, story is, uh, story is king. <laughs> otherwise, yeah. uh, otherwise, why, why bother? Uh, How is yeah. the story coming across for this one so far? The story I'm enjoying for the most part, there's been a couple... I'm, I'm an English major, so I sometimes get a little snippy about when there's a grammar issue or a typo. But overall, it's been very clean for the most part. There's been a couple things I'm like, oh, that shouldn't be. But the story is compelling, and I'm not sure where it's going to take me. And I, I've heard there's multiple endings, so that's exciting. Nice. And this is... Is this out now, or...? It is out now, yeah. Okay. I got it a little bit after it came out as a review key, and I've been starting it since. Alright, so Steam and Nintendo Switch. Yep. I might have to check this one out. Uh, the art style is speaking to me the way I didn't expect. Yeah, that draws me to a lot of games. Any sort of interesting art, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, so, outside of My Lovely Wife, what else have you uh, been checking out? So I recently got the game that everyone won't shut up about on my Twitter, which is the Shredder's Revenge game for TMNT. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that literally grew up when Turtles were just becoming a thing. So the fact that they're kind of rejuvenated with this is really neat. So I've been enjoying it. I'm only a couple levels in. I'm trying to, like, savor it and go slowly. Yeah. But... Uh, are you playing the solo, or... Uh... I am doing solo first. I, I really want to play with a group of people, because I think that's the ideal way to play it, and yeah. you beat them up, but so far, solo is pretty good. Yeah, uh, so we... Uh, me and my friends actually fired this up last night uh, in... Uh, we, we all have Game Pass, so we just fired it up okay. on PC Game Pass, uh, which was a nice... It's just nice to have something like that instead of dropping twenty bucks on a game you're unsure of. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard. Like, so we we started off with a group of four, and then one of our buddies just dropped in uh, as we were playing, which I love. Just like drop in, drop out co op. Uh, so we had five people. Uh, we had I think all four turtles and Splinter. <laughs> uh, okay. They were playing through. Uh, yeah, it's it, it for me. It was like a nice throwback to like those old turtle arcade games, or even like the, the X Men yes. arcade games. Um, but it's weird. I, I don't know if I've always, maybe when I was younger, these games spoke a bit more to me of just like how fun it was to put in a quarter in an arcade or like a pizza hut and just play through. Uh, but there's something about just like, you're not really dying or you have unlimited continues to, uh, to go through. I know the, we're, we've been playing through the story mode, but even then, like on the normal difficulty, like whatever the middle one is. Mm -hmm. it's been a fairly easy romp 
for the most part. Yeah. Like, like we've we've like dropped down, and some of us have needed revives in some levels. But that's only because like we're just playing care- carelessly at a certain point. Uh, yeah. And so, it, it, but we're still having fun with it. I think we played through eleven levels in about a little over an hour. Uh, time okay. and I think there's 16 story missions. Uh, yeah, no, I I think I agree with you. It's it, it, it's fun time. Uh, curious on like what uh, you know, like uh, how it all wraps up, and then maybe we might actually try it on the harder difficulty as well. But uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's a neat time. Like I think if you know if you're into these old arts, um arcade beat em ups there's there's a lot here there's challenges for all these different levels there's collectibles to be found in story mode and you can level up um i'm actually curious if uh we can do the the arcade mode without dying like there's an achievement for <laughs> there's an achievement for um yeah there's an achievement for not uh not dying at, or using it like a continue at all so i'm like hmm i th- i wonder if we can do that yeah, and, uh, that might be tough. yeah, yeah, and also, the, yeah, as Angie mentions in the chat, one of the other things is like back in the day in the arcade, they also set it to be like super difficult, uh, mm-hmm. to, to get all your quarters. Oh, yeah, you know how many catches I, I, I had to crawl through? <laughs> oh, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, I will say that the thing I like most about the game, and this is gonna sound silly, is the artwork is so accurate to what I remember of the yeah. arcade game. And tribute games are just fucking amazing with the artwork and anything they've done. So yeah. that's the big reason I was like, I don't care how much it costs, I'm buying it. You know, yeah. I was already looking forward to it. So yeah, yeah no, it's fun. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun uh, for what it is. I'm hoping, you know, I'm, I'm glad we got to do it and with like five people as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's just mayhem. Uh, you know, you, you there's like the button to meditate. Which is more like yeah. a top button, which gets your special bar up, and then uh, we're just unleashing specials all across the screen. Uh, yeah. But I, I think the one thing where this game speaks highly, where I speak highly of this game, is like even with all the chaos going on, the readability on screen is um, it, 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 like I don't lose track of my character too often. And I, I felt like mm-hmm. it with uh, other games in the past, uh, not TMNT ones, but just other beat em ups, it's. I've run into that particular feeling of just like, I don't know where I am in all this chaos. Yeah, the UI needs to be really precise and really obvious for me yeah. to like a game. So I agree with that entirely. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I think maybe if we play tonight, I might end up streaming this out on this uh, Workprint channel. As for the, I think the remainder five, six levels we have left. Um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, I recommend it. If you're a fan of beat em ups, I've got some friends. Definitely check it out. Sure. Uh, what else have you... Yeah, and honestly, that was the only thing I have managed to play this past week. Uh, mm. What else do you have uh, in your bucket I, list? I know I, I know I had other things on the list. Uh, give me a second. Uh, you had Deedlet in Wonder Labyrinth? That's right. Deedlet. Yeah, that's an old... Well, relatively old game, but I just got it on Switch, so I've been playing it. It's... Uh, I'm very much a Metroidvania fan, so it's basically stylistically very similar to Symphony of the Night, but with a really interesting dual element system, so I've been really enjoying that, although it's a lot more linear than I was thinking it might be as a Metroidvania. Oh, this looks... This is just right up in the vein of... yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does do things to set itself apart, but it's definitely inspired by that, you can tell. So, so what what is it exactly that separates it from, you say, like, a symphony so, of the night? So there's two, as far as I am, I, there's two spirits you can switch affinities with. And, like, if you're fire, then you absorb energy for wind, and if you're wind, vice versa. And while you're one element or the other, you can pass through barriers of that element without taking damage. Like, you could jump into lava when you're a fire crypt and you're totally fine. Okay. And once you, like, level up either spirit to the highest level, you'll consistently or constantly get health back. So, like, if you take damage, though, that level goes back to one. So you have to be really careful avoiding damage. And if you do that, you can explore pretty freely without too much risk. And you can do things like levitate with wind and float around, burst through barriers. And it's really... 
it's really well made so far, even though I'm not sure how long of a game it's going to be. Probably not too much longer. But I don't know. If you like Metroidvanias at all, I would recommend it. Oh, this is, yeah, no, this looks right up uh, my alley. I mean, like, after Metroid Dread, uh, I don't think I've, mm-hmm. play, I've played one, but this this, this just speaks to you. Uh, and as you yeah. can see in the in the video there, you also have to do a lot of puzzles with arrows, which is kind of unique. Yeah. Oh, what, uh, this game does a better job at capturing Castlevania than Symphony of the Night. No, not Symphony of the Night, Bloodstained. Did oh yeah yeah you know I was I was really really hyped for Bloodstain I backed it I backed it more than I want to admit I backed it at and I played and I enjoy it but it's like I don't love it you know yeah there like I remember getting hands on at New York Comic Con with Bloodstain before it came out and I was like this art style feels soulless it feels too clean to be like interesting yeah yeah, i know what you mean they spend a long time figuring out like settling on the art style yeah having people vote on it and i don't think they voted on the right one yeah yeah no um and and it was funny because like i had that complaint and then that news broke like hey we're gonna relook at the art uh style and like even the final one they settled on just didn't uh, click uh, for me either um but this this looks cool i yeah you'll like it i think yeah, no, this, this is one of those games I was really being a cheap ass and waiting and waiting and waiting for the right sale on my Switch. I'm like, okay, I can just fight it now. It's like twenty dollars. So, so, so th- this is this is where my uh, where I'm like, is it on Game Pass? <laughs> like, yeah, if, exactly. if, if this is on Game Pass, I will definitely pick. The, I'll definitely give this yeah. a shot. And that, that, that's it. The problem with Game Pass, it ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, ru- yeah. it ruins you going like, I should get this indie game into like, I should wait for it to hit Game Pass. Well, I think, what was it? Uh, another game I recently played, Floppy Nights, is, I'm pretty sure that's on Game Pass. That's a really fun time, yeah. too. Yeah. If you uh, like tactical card-based things, then it's, that's also fun. Yeah. So this this was Record of Lodos Ward, <laughs> Deeply and, and Wonder Labyrinth. Labyrinth. That is a it, name. <laughs> yeah, I tried to just call it Deeply and Wonder Labyrinth so my brain doesn't explode. <laughs> that is a name for a game. Um... Okay, uh, and you have one more on your list, which is a throwback to my youth, but I haven't played one of these in a long, long time. Tell me about Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. Ah, I should have known I didn't put that on the list. So, when I'm not doing all the game-related things I do, I also help judge Yu-Gi-Oh! So I know a lot about the game, even though I do not play like anywhere close to the meta level of things. Mm-hmm. But... If you're a fan of Yu-Gi-Oh, Master Duel is nice in that it's totally free, and you can get earned gems by doing, like, daily missions, and then use those to buy packs, and then you can dismantle cards to get more gems and rinse and repeat, and so you can pay for stuff faster. It's one of those free-to-play, but you can, you know, freemium, I should call it, games. I have not spent a dime on the game, and I've still been enjoying it for way longer than I should have, so... It, the cool thing is they have, like, every couple months they have a festival where it's, like, a special type of deck you have to build to f- apply for the, or to play in it. And you can win a lot of gems really quickly. And, yeah, you know, I am I play too many card games when I have free time, especially yeah. one video games. So it's it's fun. So are, are you spending cash, like, on in-game booster packs, essentially? Uh, you're spending cash to get gems faster. Gems faster. You can usually get, like, a, a 100-plus gems in a day, and to get a pack is 100 gems. So, you know, if you want it faster, you can buy things, but I have avoided that temptation thus far. Mm-hmm. It's been really tempting <laughs> a couple times, because I have all sorts of crazy things I want to build. And sometimes the rarity of certain cards is insane in that game. Things that you would think would be common or rare or like ultra rare. Like, nope, I'm not spending that much money on that. So, you're you're a better man than I am. I see a free to, <laughs> I see a free to play game. I I spend like an hour or two playing, and I'm like, they deserve my money. And I'm like, here yeah. you go. Um, I have no self control, as Rob likes to tell me. <laughs> um, I have some sometimes, not always. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I remember playing, like, the Yu-Gi-Oh! games back on, like, the Game Boy Advance. Uh, I know the game has dramatically changed since then. Oh, it's a lot uh, faster. It's yeah. a lot faster now? Okay. 
Co-op yeah. roster that have a lot more what they call extra deck monsters you can summon than yeah. probably existed back then. Yeah. I got into Hearthstone um, for oh, yeah. a while, but then they hit a cadence of like, hey, we're putting out a new, a new pack type like every three months or so, and I was like, I barely have the cards for um, yeah. for this latest one, and the meta's already shifting, and so it just it, it hurt. And that was even with my cousin working at Blizzard. And he would give me like he would give me like he's like we get employee like uh, gift cards uh, for like the Blizzard shop. So he's like he's like he's like here's five hundred dollars and I'd use them to buy packs and I'll just be like I still don't have the cards. And he like he could uh, yeah. dismantle them and get that uh, dust. But man, it was uh, it was definitely tricky. Uh, yeah, it, those that's the only problem with free yeah. to play games is they can really hook you that way. Yeah, so you want to get everything when you want it, but then you have to spend a lot more money. Yep. And then you still gotta know what you're doing at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, which reminds me, I did, something did go free to play today. And I did get to check that out, uh, even though it's been uh, around for a while. Fall Guys. Fall Guys oh, yeah. has, is now available on the Nintendo Switch and uh, Xbox. It, it's only been available on, I think, Steam and PlayStation Four and five. I think so. Uh, yeah. Up till now, uh, and so today, it, it, it enabled crossplay. It's on Epic's the Epic Store, uh, and so I had my Switch on me today. My nephew and niece are in town. They had their Switch, and so we like we all downloaded it. We were ready to get in there and play, and then all of a sudden, uh, none of the servers were working. I checked the Fall Guys Twitter, uh, and funny enough, like they they know like they know it went down. Um, so they had, like, a funny thing, or, like, oh, we're celebrating it, uh, going free-to-play, and we dropped cake on the server, and, you know, after, like, two, yeah. three hours, it was up to, like, the frosting has really, is really stuck in the server, we're still working on it. Oh. So, uh, I got a, I got, uh, so it, it's interesting, uh, because the way they have incorporated the free-to-play stuff is tricky, depending on where you've played before. So, my advice is, if you played a lot of Fall Guys, or you bought, like, any microtransactions or unlocked a lot of stuff, uh, log in first with that primary as at your pri as your primary console because they will take all that progress, all those unlockables, and set that on your Epic account. That's kind of like how Destiny did their uh, crossplay stuff. Like you choose your primary and, and go from there. Uh, with this, it it's that if you so if you say log in, you play mostly on your PlayStation, but you log in on your Switch, you kind of lose all that, and you'd have to contact player support to then make the PlayStation your primary and have everything carry over. And so there's like this additional step that you have to worry about. Um, outside of the server stuff, I did manage to get like one or two games in. Uh, it it plays fine on the Switch, but one of the things I do notice is like everyone else in the match is running at a lower frame rate. So it kind of looks like they're missing half their frames. Uh, oh. it, it's... From a gameplay perspective, it seems perfectly fine to me. Uh, but like... Compared to, like, seeing it on, like, PC, P uh, Xbox, or PlayStation, um, you know, those are definitely the more superior uh, versions of the game. So, overall, it's Fall Guys. Um, one of the things they have done is they've changed how some of the uh, currency does uh, works uh, and introduced some new ones. So, like, all your crowns have that you've earned in the past have been converted to kudos, but the kudos uh, are, like, these in-game currency you can earn before you earned it just by playing you would unlock it uh just kudos but now it's like daily missions a weekly marathon length missions that you have to do to unlock the kudos to get these uncommon common uh, uh aesthetic items uh which kind of rub people the wrong way because a lot of folks were uh like you could buy like rare things with your crowns before and now now you can't and so and there, there's that aspect, and people are like, you know, a lot of the cool stuff is now behind the paywall, or before you could earn it just playing for free. Uh, I did buy the Battle Pass. I had Ezio <laughs> unlocked as a Fall Guy skin, so I was like, it's Ezio, I love Assassin's Creed, <laughs> so uh, I'm part of the problem. Yeah, I mean, it's just on the, on the topic of the frame rate, as much as I do enjoy the Switch as a gaming console... I acknowledge the online features are usually not amazing on yeah. that console. Yeah. It is frustrating. I wish there was something you could do about that. But, you know, Fall Guys is still fun. It's just, I don't know. 
it's frustrating to hear that they're changing how things are working in it to make it more, I don't know if I call it a paywall, but make it so it takes longer to get to things, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's the way everyone is heading. I mean, Fortnite really nailed the model. Like, you hear, um, like I think it's one of our stories uh, this week. I know it's somewhere. Oh, you know what? Well, let's jump over to the news real quick. Uh, so one of the stories this week is Overwatch 2 is ditching the loot boxes for Battle Pass as season model, uh, seasonal model, which is like, which is the standard now across the industry. Like, I forgot that when Overwatch 2 did come out, like, it was battle, it, it, it wasn't a battle pass. It was just like, you get a loot box and you just, you'd be happy with what you received or you just deal with it. And a lot of times it's like, here's a spray or here's like, or here's like a skin for a character you don't use. And like, I found that to be frustrating. At least with the battle pass, you get, you can see like, a wide variety of like, hey, this is what you'll knock across. And if you want it, great. You, you could get it. If not, you know, you can skip out and just play as you want. But, you know, seeing with the seasonal model as well, like new heroes, maps, cosmetics, things like that Apex Legends has nailed down over the years, um, the recent years, even like, even if you think about it, when Apex released, they were on a loot box model. They didn't have a seasonal plan, and it, I think it took them maybe like a year or so to really nail down like what the seasonal model looks like. And now they're one of the biggest free to play games out there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's just interesting to see like how this has become like the norm uh, going forward. Yeah, this is again why I like indies because <laughs> I don't have to worry <laughs> about stuff like this all the time. Yeah. No, it, it, yeah, no, it, and it, you know, it, I guess like I I remember playing Halo Three back in the day, and for me, when mm -hmm. when I was playing Halo Three, it was a lot of it was I was playing to get my my uh, what was it matchmaking skill? Like it was like up to fifty. Like I wanted to get to fifty. Like people were on eBay selling encounter fifty. That means like you were amongst the wow. best of the best. And so for me, it was just like. I want to improve and be a, a considered a good player. And like, you know, in college, mm -hmm. I used to be like, oh, what was your skill level in Halo uh, 3 or Halo 2? And I was, you know, and people, th that was the way to judge it. Now it's just like, now it's just like people want to be progressing towards something. They want to be playing mm -hmm. towards something, uh, which, which is fine, uh, which is great. But like, I, I would find it funny when it's just like, you know, you see it a lot with Halo Infinite, though I wish they had a better content rollout. Uh, for like new maps and things, uh, but like people are like, "What am I playing for?" I'm like, "You're playing because the game feels good, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, you're like you play yeah. for the challenge and like the adventure of the next match." Um, but I guess times have, times have changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but along with this, you know, uh, Blizzard has announced that like on October fourth, when the first season starts, three new heroes, six new maps, new game mode, thirty plus new skins, and a mythic skin. Then December sixth, which is about two months later, uh, season two with a new tank hero, new map, 30 plus new skins, new mythic skin, new battle pass. So it looks like a battle pass skips that first season. Uh, yeah. By the sounds of things. And then in 2023 for future seasons, new heroes, maps, modes, 100 plus new skins, and PvE begins, which is the mode they've been working on for to you know initially launch with uh, Overwatch 2. But I think they just want to kind of get that multiplayer version out yeah. yeah well progressively rolling out content is definitely huge for that style of game i i, I am a fan of that yeah. you know yeah um by chance josh are you a big final fantasy fan i am and i'm basically yes <laughs> basically, okay yes. so so is it safe to say that you were excited for this final fantasy 7 25th anniversary event last week yeah, I'm excited to hear that uh, something I never thought was becoming the Switch is coming to Switch. So <laughs> yes, all right, let's let's go down the let's list talk. of announcements. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so first off, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate uh, comes to Steam. Uh, the so FF7 Remake initially released as a PlayStation exclusive uh, on the PS4. It came to PS5 and then released on PC as a Epic Game Store exclusive. Uh, and stay that way until June 17th, where it finally released on Steam. Uh, which, you know, 
cool if you were if you were waiting for it to come to Steam. It's 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 nice. Mm-hmm. Matt, I've got no problem buying stuff from the Epic Game Store. They give away free stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's quite nice for me. Uh, no, so that was part of the first announcement. So it is now available. Uh, I think it's twenty nine percent off. Uh, so it's about fifty dollars. Um, and I think GOG dot uh, com or no Green Man Gaming had a deal with another additional like twenty percent off, so you could get it for like forty bucks. Um, I That's sent it. Good. Yeah, I sent it to my uh, a code to my buddy. He picked it up, and he's like, "This game is absolutely gorgeous." And I was like, "Yes, yes, it is." Yeah. Uh, um, following that announcement was Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis uh, gets a new trailer. And a closed beta later this year. Um, this is the mobile remake uh, for Final Fantasy VII. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Forever Crisis. Uh, I, I, I'll admit I haven't been paying a ton of attention to Ever Crisis as much as I have just the seven remake stuff that's been happening. Yeah, you know, remake, rebirth, all that stuff is kind of exciting. Uh, I'll let you. Uh, talk about Ever Crisis. I'm not a huge fan of it. So. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I mean, it, it seems like they're just do, they're you know redoing FF7, mm. but a mobile version of this game. My my one worry is that this is slowly starting to become Kingdom Hearts, where where like yeah. Kingdom, like Kingdom Hearts, it was like you could play one and two and you were fine back like back in the day. like you could have skipped chain chain of memory been like fine for kingdom hearts 2 uh for the most part then then you know if you just went from two to three you're like what the hell is happening in this franchise i don't know what's mm-hmm. happening and so a, a lot of what i see with like Final Fantasy 7 and like i played the remake i love the remake but they are making mm-hmm. changes you know they're adding things which i think is cool expand the story don't like why retell the same thing um mm-hmm. like if you could add more make it richer cool you know, the ending of FF7 Remake, it was just like, hey, we we might be doing something a little bit different here. And I'm I'm like, this is the crazy train. I'm all aboard. Take take me with take me with you um, yeah. uh, on this uh, ride. But like I what I don't want is for Ever Crisis, you know, it is a mobile remake, but I also don't want Ever Crisis like if this is an FF7, um the PS1 remake, I want it to be faithful to that. I don't want to like have to look back and be like, oh no, they made they, there's some stuff here that like yeah. that like they changed or they might have added something. Like I, I don't want that to happen. I don't have enough don't time. Have to, yeah, you don't have to want to play it again just to know what's happening in the series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I say uh, I, I I say this fully, knowing that at, after this event, I was like, I need to play Final Fantasy VII again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so like this is cool like if you played Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition it, 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 it might be in the same vein of that where like uh, you know you could experience that same story in a different uh, you know in a different way um, you know it's kind of like reading a novelization of a Star Wars movie <laughs> it's like you might get yeah. a little you might get a little bit of uh, 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 more details here or there but pretty much same thing <laughs> yeah minus the special effects um, one oh, of the yeah. One of the bigger announcements, uh, which I alluded to earlier on, was the Crisis Core, uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, is getting an HD remaster on pretty much everything. Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Windows PC, Xbox One, and the Series X and S. Um, I was not expecting this. Uh, And going off the trailer that they revealed uh, and seeing the comparisons between the PSP and... um, uh, the HD remaster, they've done an incredible job. Uh, yeah, just, it was visually really impressive from what I've seen. Yeah, it, it, it's not like that. The, they've gone up and like they smoothed out the graphics. And it's like now these now these textures are in 4K. Like no, they've actually gone in and like added more detail to yeah. all the textures of the city. Um, and it, it, it looks great. Uh, did you play Crisis Core at all? I, I didn't play it back in the day, but it's one of those games that's been on my list to play for a while because I missed it, and I was like, oh, it's coming to Switch too? Cool. You know? Yeah. I play this... I, I did play this back on the PSP. I did beat it. I had a great time with it. If you ask me what the story was, I could not tell you. Yeah. I, I know there were some double crosses. I know there were some great anime-esque um, uh, CGI cutscenes. Uh yeah. 
uh, I don't remember half those characters. Uh, but like, it had an amazing musical soundtrack. Um, mm. There's there's like this one with a guitar riff. I forget what it's called. But like, I remember just like putting that on a playlist and just like listening to it on repeat because it was so good. And like, that's one thing Square was really good at yeah. is all the musical tracks for sure. Yeah, and so you know, I'm looking forward to this HD remaster just to fill in the gaps of what I don't remember. And it, mm-hmm. I wonder if we end up seeing like a Dirge of Cerberus um, remaster at some point as well, because that's th- that's my only gap in the oldest Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> uh, yeah, I recently so- got Dirge of Cerberus for my PS2 from a used game store, but I haven't played it yet. So yeah. you know, by the time they come out with a remaster, I probably wouldn't have played it either. Yeah. Oh uh, well. Yeah, I mean, it, this looks good. I'm, you know, as a Final Fantasy fan, I'm excited. I'm glad you're here to talk to about this because if it was Rob, he'd just be rolling his eyes the entire time through, being like, uh, he's like, I don't want any of this. The closer they are to, like, classic Final Fantasy, the more they have me, usually, you know? Yeah. I really loved 6 and 7. I loved World of Final Fantasy Maxima and all that sort of thing. So, you know, yeah. I'm old school gamer. I like that sort of thing. <laughs> Speak of the devil, R- Rob in the chat. Of course, I tune in at this time. I hope your packing <laughs> is. I hope your packing is going well, and I hope your plane is just full of Final Fantasy cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, for me, I think one of the biggest problems with JRPGs in recent years is that there's been too many systems uh, for a lot of these games. It just gets complicated uh, and overly complex. Yeah. Uh, overly complex. I'm just. I just Sometimes they just want to go in and attack and use magic, and that's why Dragon Quest Eleven, Eleven, mm-hmm. Ten. I think, I think Eleven. Elusive Age. Yeah. Uh, hold oh, on. Whatever, whatever one that one was. Um, th- yeah, that one spoke to me at a lo- like. It was like, here's your childhood. Here's this like great wholesome world, and I got every achievement in that game. I had this, 96 hours, I think, by the time I uh, wrapped up with it. But it was such a good experience. Yeah, that was 11. That was 11. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, and sometimes, like that, like you said, it's, it's that classic feeling. I don't know if it's just, like, the era we grew up in, and that's what we expect. But, like, I play mm-hmm. games like Xenoblade. Um, I've tried 1 and 2, and it's just, like... People There's rip. some things it's amazing that that game does, but yeah. I agree it's very complicated. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like people rave about these games, and I want to be there and experience it. But I, I've also come to the realization: hey, maybe I just need to put this on easy or equivalent yeah. of like casual story mode and play these games. But, I have a very hard time doing that, but I think I need to do that with some games too. Yeah, it's like I need to get my pride, put it over to the side, and just play the game. You, you know, a great franchise to do that with Wolfenstein. Oh uh, God, yeah. You just want to go and kill some Nazis and experience a crazy story that's a lot of fun? Put Wolfenstein uh, on very easy, and it's, it's so much fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, next up, and probably the biggest announcement from the event, was Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, titled Rebirth. What were your thoughts uh, out of this? So I, I, I will start with saying I haven't played the remake, but I've heard about it from a friend who has. Okay. <laughs> Probably more than I should have heard since it's now on Steam. But, yeah. but you know, regardless, uh, it sounds like they're totally uh, tweaking the storyline to make kind of an alternate Final Fantasy VII. So that's exciting in a way. They can do whatever the hell they want. You know, I, I don't know where they're going with it, honestly. <laughs> I, other than being focused on Sephiroth like usual and Cloud and all that. Yeah, it, uh, so I watched this trailer, and the first thing that came into my mind was, like, they're making a sequel to Final Fantasy VII. Like, this mm-hmm. is what the remake is. It, it's a sequel to that original story. Like, this this is this is not the remake that a lot of people were clamoring for, and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm okay with it as long as they can walk that line of the crazy train. Uh, yeah. You know, it, you go... When you start bringing in Xehanort, Xemnas, uh, Ansem from Kingdom Hearts, them all being the same person, <laughs> and there's probably yeah. there's probably one more name in that mix. I'm uh, I'm uh, missing or me- uh, messing up somewhere along the line, but like, yeah, when they all turn out to be the same person uh, mm-hmm. or some batshit crazy thing like that, that's that's when you'll lose me. So I'm hoping this is just like uh, I'm excited. I'll say that. I'm excited. Yeah. I will play this day one. They announced it for PS5, 
next winter, so late 2023 or early 2024. Um, PS5 only, by the sounds of things, right now. I was actually surprised that they didn't announce re- the first remake, part one, to uh, for the Xbox yet. So I'm, mm. I'm the Square hate Xbox. I, I don't know. <laughs> they they've been great Game Pass partners. Um, yeah, yeah. Square is interesting. They they make some funny decisions sometimes, but. I don't know. This almost strikes me as a weird sort of fan fiction Final Fantasy, which is not... I'm not dissing it by saying that. Yeah. But sometimes fan fiction can be really compelling. It's just like, I feel like Square feels they can do whatever the heck they want with the franchise, and as long as it's popular, they will be justified. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, and so there's there's some good quotes here um, from the press release that Polygon has in the story. Like, uh, Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth is being designed so that people can enjoy this game whether they know the original game or not. Uh, in, it says creative director Tetsuya Nomura. In, in fact, new players might even enjoy starting their journey, Final Fantasy VII journey with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is just like a crazy thing to say knowing how Remake ended. Uh, Cloud and his friends embark on a new journey in this game, and I believe that the scenes that they witness after leaving Midgar will give players a fresh new experience. I know I talked to Rob. And Rob's like the ending of that game, and he hasn't played the original. He's like made mm-hmm. zero sense, <laughs> and like, I, I, yeah. I, I, and I can agree. I can agree with him if, if like you never played the original. I can, I can't imagine how that would make any sense to anyone. Um, and- I will just say that my friend who told me about how the first remake ended was not happy with it at all. <laughs> And I can see where he's coming from, but I don't know. Sometimes just taking something in a wilder direction could be exciting, so we'll see. Yeah, no, uh, and I'm I'm here for that. Uh, they also announced that there are already, um, you know, progresses uh, happening rapidly for Rebirth, and they've already started some production on the third game. Uh, and a lot of people are trying to guess what that um, third title will be. Um, I guess sticking with the re- um, thing I mm-hmm. think reunion went to Crisis Core, so not gonna be that, but uh, probably Resurrection is my uh, my, my guess. They're gonna I'm, bring I'm, Aerith I'm, back. I'm, I'm stamping it here, <laughs> Resurrection. They're gonna bring Aerith back, and she'll be the villain. No one will see it coming. No, no one will see it coming. <laughs> but like, like, yeah, it's it, that the trailer is insane because like even Cloud like mentions like he alludes to like. Like you are dead, <laughs> you know. Like you were mm-hmm. stabbed through the chest, and I'm like, he he's not supposed to know that. What is happening here? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, it's a lot of excitement. Uh, and just go a Final Fantasy Quantum and just make more sense that way. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So that wraps up the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of big news there. Um, I think if you're an FF7 fan, it's a lot to be excited about. Mm-hmm. over the next 18 months <laughs> so uh i'll tell you what i'm still waiting for from square enix real quick i want a game where the main character is a moogle and i don't know how they're gonna do it but that's what i want i i'm i'm in for it um yeah, yeah let's do it moogle quest <laughs> <laughs> all right uh next story Amazon's giving away 30 games, including Mass Effect Legendary Edition next month. Uh, Prime Day giveaway also features Grid Legends, Need for Speed Heat, and some Star Wars classics. Uh, so July marks, uh, you know, the Prime Day promotion period uh, for Amazon. And Amazon tends to give away a lot of free stuff through their Prime Gaming initiative uh, as well. So if you're a Prime subscriber, you can usually go every month, get a lot of free DLC uh, items as well, or... A, full games uh and so some of the stuff they're teasing um so according to amazon while the promotion runs prime subscribers will be able to download over 30 pc games for free via the prime gaming service other featured titles are 2019's need for speed heat a trio of uh classic star wars games jedi knight jedi academy jedi jedi knight 2 jedi outcast and star wars republic commando um in the run-up to the big days, which is July 12th and 13th, over 25 indie games will be made available to Prime members for free starting June 21st. Hey, that's today! Uh, standouts from this yeah. election include SNK Arcade Classics, Fatal Fury Special, Metal Slug 2, Samurai Showdown 2, and a couple of King of Fighters, uh, cult platformer Gianna Sisters, Twisted Dreams, oh. and color-manipulating uh, puzzle adventure Hue. Yeah. 
This sounds this sounds like it's right up your alley, Josh. That sounds like it's up my alley. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to go check that out after this. And Mass Effect Legendary Edition, if you got a PC capable of running this, yeah. gra- grab it, because that's that's a fantastic trilogy of games yeah. uh, worth playing. You can't argue with that price, so... Yeah. Um, next, next piece of news. This is a sad one. Tony Hawk says, Remaster of Pro Skater 3 and 4 isn't happening. Hmm. Uh, uh, Tony Hawk... Pro Skater 3 and 4 Remastered was part of the plan until Blizzard absorbed Vicarious Visions. If you need a reason to hate Call of Duty even more, yeah. uh, uh, I think this was announced like last year that Vicarious Visions was being absorbed by Blizzard Entertainment and becoming a cool Call of Duty support studio. Um, That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah it, I mean, it, it, it just stinks. Um, like, because I heard the remaster for 1 and 2 they did was amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm all for different sorts of games out there, but I, I don't like to see studios get gobbled up just to do one thing, you know? I like them having some creative freedom of their own. Yeah. It, it's, you know, I remember my first exposure to Tony Hawk uh, being the demo disc from PlayStation Underground. And oh, yeah. it, it was the warehouse level. Me, my brother, my cousins, we played that demo so much. To death. <laughs> to, to death. Like, and yeah. then when the game finally came out, like, we all played that to death. And, like, I remember my cousin uh, who lives in Virginia coming over and we were playing split screen and he was just showing me, like, how to do, like, these, like, million point combos. And I was like... I didn't even know that was possible. He's like, yeah, this is yeah. the only way to get a high score. I was like, I'm like, what? I was like, this doesn't make any sense. But he's like, nope, it works. <laughs> no, it, um, those games are those games are special. I I hope Microsoft can find a way to get these back out. Um, I kind of have a soft spot for the Doug games, the Tony Hawk Underground. Uh, they had mm. like part one and two back on the I think PlayStation Two era. It'd be nice to like so. bring those back because I think it was like player. It was like you create a skater and you're going through like this tournament uh, type thing, rising in fame. It'd be. I don't remember if those games are any good, but I do have a soft spot for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next story: Tiny Tina's Wonderlands hits Steam along with new DLC. Molten Mirrors is the third premium expansion for shooter RPG. Um, yeah, Wonderlands launched, uh, as Epic Games, uh, store exclusive for about three months. So exclusivity is now done. Um, you know, uh, so, you know, if you've been waiting to pick up Wonderlands, now's your time. I know, I know Rob played through all this. I have it sitting in my, to playlist. Uh, he seemed to have a fairly fun time with it. Um, you know, it was exactly what he was, I think, expecting out of it. So it's more more Borderlands with uh, some nice medieval twists to it. Yeah, the one first-person shooter game that I've been really attempted to play recently that I do not have a system or a computer capable of playing is Shadow Warrior Three. Mm-hmm. Looks completely effing insane, but in a good way, and that, I kind of get a similar vibe from Tiny Tina. So yeah, Shadow Warrior. I don't think I've played those, but I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it looks nuts, but in a fun way. <laughs> so, yeah. over in Anime Land, and uh, the only place that I could would consider the metaverse, Fortnite uh, welcomes work. It's uh, introducing uh, new Naruto skins. Um, right. So they are adding uh, Itachi Uchiha, uh, Orochimaru, Gara, and uh, Hinata uh, to the store. Uh, the, Event runs from June 23rd through July 7th. You know the problem here, Josh? Mm. I've been on and off with Fortnite. I wouldn't, when everyone was in Fortnite, playing Fortnite, like, I was there for multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. When I was cold turkey for a while, they announced Naruto skins. I went in at the bottom. I probably used those skins like three times. And that was it. Yeah. I'm going to be right back in that Fortnite store <laughs> grabbing these skins. Because yeah. I have no self-control. <laughs> I mean, they look nice, but yeah, it's unfortunate. Skins drive me crazy. Unless they give you new features, it's like, eh, I don't know. Oh, God. They, 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 know, they know how to get me. That's oh, the yeah? problem. 
it's a problem. I got I got to get that fixed. <laughs> um, next story. Oh yeah, and, and speaking of anniversary uh, streams, uh, the tenth anniversary of Dragon's Dogma ends with it getting a sequel. Capcom has finally um, finally given the fans of Dragon's Dogma what they want. A sequel after ten years uh, is cur- currently under uh, under development uh, or in development. Um, you know, I I've messed around with the first one. Have you played much of it? I haven't. No, unfortunately. Yeah, it looked cool. People that are, have really gotten into it, uh, especially with the expansion uh, Dark Arisen, have like are like they rave about it. I remember someone actually liked one of. Uh, like the tweet recently of uh, me responding to someone's Dragon Dogma clip on Twitter of them playing like a Mystic Knight. And this was like from years ago. I don't know why they randomly liked it. But <laughs> I I saw that clip again and I was like, I need to play more Dragon's Dogma because I wasn't playing it right uh, after watching what that person was doing in that game. Um, there's, some, there's something special about that combat. I think if I could just crack that nut of just like figuring out just get over that hill of what where it it, it clicks. I, I think mm-hmm. I'd be a big fan. I did enjoy my time with it on the Switch, but it was definitely muddy. Maybe I just need to play it on PC. Could be, yeah. yeah. So, the games with really precise timing sometimes don't cave well on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, ne- so if you're a Dragon Dogs- Dogma fan, exciting stuff coming. No release date or anything given on this i believe so i'm gonna say oh it's capcom so maybe 18 to 24 months they're usually fast with their turnarounds um third next story 30 plus xbox indie demos bring summer game fest home starting june 21st that's today (laughs) um for the third year in a row, Microsoft is putting together a week of Xbox indie game demos tied to news and announcements of Summer Game Fest. This year, that will run uh, between June 21st through June 27th, with 30 uh, demos on unreleased games appearing across Xbox One and the Series X. Um, they haven't... Uh, there must be a full list somewhere. Let's see this original Xbox story. Uh, they have some of the... Games on the list include Batora, Lost Haven, Broken Pieces, Severed Steel, Tinykin. Um, Tinykin, yeah. That looks like Pikmin. It looks a lot like Pikmin, but it's by the tiny build as the publisher. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you, that one looks neat. Do you have Xbox, Josh? I don't, and more and more I'm tempted to get one because of how they support indies, which I've really appreciated the last few years. Yeah. I, I know last year Rob did a stream of some of these demos and there's a lot of stuff like he played and that we were both just like, wow, I would have never given this a, the time of day. But mm-hmm. having getting hands on it was big. Like I know, um, was it Metal Hellsinger was one from like Steam's Next Fest that, mm-hmm. you know, demo, you know, they were shown in some of the, I think some, I think it was Achilles Summer Games Fest. It got its demo, and when people were hands-on and streaming it, that's where like it really took off. Uh, and there seems to be like a lot of um, good, just word of mouth about it and the uh, excitement buzzing. So you know, I'm really happy. Like Microsoft, like you said, Microsoft is out there supporting yeah. the indies uh, by doing this. It's it's really cool. I'm event. also I'm a really big proponent of being able to play games and that determining whether or not I wish list or buy anything. So this is a smart move on their part too, for that reason. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Um, also in Xbox news, uh, more games coming to Game Pass. And uh, Josh, if if you needed a reason to buy an Xbox, it's Game Pass. <laughs> uh, this is this is yeah. every every two weeks we get we do another one of these stories, and it's just so much fun. Um, so the second half we're in the second half of June, and so oh, this is out today, sweet, <laughs> available <Uh-oh>. today, <laughs> Shadowrun trilogy. Uh, which, oh. yeah, which comprises three uh, tactical RPGs. I believe these were kickstarted. Uh, a few years back, uh, so uh, you know they're available on cloud and console. Total War: Three Kingdoms is available on PC Game Pass, uh, which was this is another fantastic game. If you're into the uh, strategy series, the Total War st- strategy series. Um, I know when this came out. Uh, oh, well, it's been this has been a while. Um, I actually owned this on Steam, uh, so. Mm. But like, if you have never played it, 
definitely worth checking out. Uh, over on the EA Play front, which if you're a Game Pass, I think Ultimate uh, and PC Game Pass member, uh, you will have access to FIFA 22 on console and PC. Um, I actually bought this for my nephew, and he has been here for almost a month, and he has played a lot of it. I keep telling him to unlock me achievements. He does, and I'm proud of him for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Naraka Blade Point. Uh, this is the, I believe this is a free-to-play game. Um, Battle Royale. I could be wrong if it's free-to-play or not. But it, up to 60-player mythical action combat experience with martial arts-inspired melee combat. Uh, this is out June 23rd. Uh, this is apparently very big, uh, so I'm curious to check check this out and get my hands on it. Far Cry 5, uh, it comes to cloud console and PC on June 1st, and, you know, the, in case you missed it section, uh, as we mentioned earlier, TMNT, Shredder's Revenge, it's on cloud console and PC, and Amori, uh, which I was going to pick oh. up on the Switch, um... Amori is good, yeah. Yeah, I was going to pick this up on the Switch, and then all of a sudden it was like, hey, it's on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah. Like, no announcement of any kind, it's, it's just out. Uh, I played, yeah, I played, actually played a little bit of this, um... I had a it's like it's very a interesting freaky earthbound, really freaky earthbound. That's yeah. how I describe it. Yeah, uh, have, have you beaten it? I haven't beaten it yet, but okay. I also backed it, so I'm a fan. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, I put about like an hour into it. I've, I'm really enjoying it. There's like a lot of emo like you battle with emotions and can control. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's, it's very interesting. Um, also coming to Game Pass, Golf with Friends gets a Bouncy Castle course DLC, Jurassic World 2. That Jurassic World Evolution 2 gets Dominion Biosyn expansion. Hey, oh, that's, that's, that's a nice fun. that's a nice movie tie-in right there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Minecraft The Wild update is available now. Um, I I actually dabbled in Minecraft for the first time. I could not survive my first night. So I uh, <laughs> I if the kids saw me today, they'd call me a fraud. Uh, so if anyone out there wants to teach me Minecraft, that I'm right here. Um, and then some ultimate perks, uh, Miss Marvel Future Suit uh, for Marvel's Avengers, Halo Infinite uh, gets a Razorback bundle with uh, a vehicle coding, XP boost, and challenge swaps. Naraka Blade Point Awakening bundle. Hey, so you can start your adventure with an exclusive Viper Ning outfit and Xbox theme headwear. Uh, Power Mount Plus 30 day subscription. Um, one of my favorite things. It, that they do is they add touch controls to the cloud games, and so they've oh, added cool. uh, they added ten more. Uh, so bug snacks, life is strange, true colors, the last kids on earth, um, broken age, Chinatown detective agency. Uh, oh God, why didn't I just read this list? <laughs> that would been easier. The dungeon of Nahobak, Ninja Gaiden, Sigma, Sigma Two, Ninja Gaiden Three, Razor's Edge, Kraken Academy. I think that's all of them. Um, no, this is good because I've been meaning to get back to the Life is Strange to True Colors. And it, if I can just do it with touch controls, that's even better. Mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes you're just in bed and you don't want to go to a console. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the sad, always the sad part is leaving June 30th is FIFA 20. Hey, you're getting 2022. Uh, FIFA 22. Uh, so no worries there. Jurassic World Evolution. Eh, second one's there. Last stop. And then MotoGP 20. Not that bad of a loss this month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Nintendo. Uh, I'm just going oh to I'm gonna jump to the last one first here. Uh, developer admits there's no way to complete KOTOR 2, Knights of the Old Republic 2, on the Switch. Uh, hmm. Developer Asper fessed up to a customer that the game is bugged with no ETA out of fix. Um, how does this pass certification uh, so apparently, if you're if you played the Kotor remaster uh, on not remaster or just the port on the Switch mm -hmm. and we're excited to play the second one, uh, once you get to a section known as the basically the Basilisk crash cutscene, um, the game just uh, you know it just crashes, <laughs> um, and so you can't progress any further than that. Um, it kind of brings into question like. Hey, did like QA caught this, but what on earth was 
why wasn't it stopped or why was this even allowed to be sold if you can't fix it? Yeah, that's not great. I've only had that happen with games I reviewed on Switch like once or twice in the last two years. It was always really frustrating when there's some game breaking glitch. It's like great. What yeah. do I do with this? Yeah, no, it's uh that that gets frustrating for sure. Um I remember if it wasn't it's such a rare circumstance, but Prince of Persia Sands of Time had the GameCube version of that game. I was near the end, like probably had like 40 minutes left of that game. I got through a, a, like a combat sequence and I had a sliver of health left. For whatever reason, this jump I had to do to progress just did enough damage to me to kill me. And so I had to restart the entire game and get back to that section. Oh, God. Just, just to progress. Uh, I mean, that game was great, so I didn't mind it too much, but, you know... Uh, you can't always catch anything, but like with this, there's there's no reason this should have shipped with um with a game crashing bug that stops it from crashing. Yeah, to delay it than to ship it broken. Yeah, and they I think they even promised like uh, all the cut content was supposed to be in this as well. So I can see why people rushed out to play this because um, yeah. restored missions and story. Um, next up. The original Pokemon Snap is coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Um, exciting, I guess, if you're into the original uh, Pokemon Snap. I mean, the new one is really, really good if you want something more modern. But, I mean, retro is fun, too. So yeah. I, I think half the fun uh, I had with this... I didn't have an N64, but half the fun I had was going to Blockbuster rent games and seeing oh, people yeah. like printing out their stickers and my friends mm. giving me stickers of Pokemon. <laughs> they, and I used to be like, I want an N64. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I guess if you're a Pokemon fan, this is pretty cool. Um, I still don't... Do you have the expansion pack for Nintendo Switch Online? Uh, I don't have the expansion pack because I'm a, a cheap, cheap person and the <laughs> other one works really well for what I need it for, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm in the same boat. Like, am I going to play these N64 games again? Or ever? No. <laughs> like, I don't have time for yeah. the modern games uh, and the regular, you know, or, or like, and the Genesis games. Like, uh, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I ended up buying the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass. I didn't need to. Oh, yeah. I didn't need a subscri uh, subscription for that. So, um, you know, that is what it is. Um, and then last story, uh, the next Nintendo Direct, not the one you're expecting, <laughs> will focus <laughs> on Xenoblade Chronicles 3, a 20-minute presentation that aired uh, tomorrow, uh, June 22nd at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Listen, there's already, uh, you know, last week on the podcast, we reported that Nintendo's planning on doing a Direct on the 29th. That's the rumor floating around from a few sources. Um, I think a lot of Pierce, and I think there was another site that also com confirmed it. But you know, what a great move! Take Xenoblade Chronicles out of that direct because you know everyone's gonna want the next big thing, and no one wants to sit through twenty minutes of Xenoblade Chronicles three, besides its fans. Um, yeah. I'll, I will tune into this because I have no self control. Um, <laughs> even though I have bounced off both one and two, I'll be there just to check out what this game is and see. Um, See what what it is that makes me go. Maybe this time. Maybe this time yeah. this game is for me. Uh, this looks cool. Knowing full well it won't be. So I mean, it, it looks like a beautiful game from what little I've seen. Yeah. But I also prefer my directs to have more than one game they're covering. You know, give me get hyped about what's coming in the next few months. Yeah. So, it, I don't know. Yeah. So l l let's see. Let's see where this goes. I mean, I think. Cool for Xenoblade plans. If this means mm -hmm. we don't get 20 minutes of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 in the whatever, not E3 presentation they're doing, yeah. uh, then so be it. Uh, I'm fine with that. Uh, I hope you're right from what you've reported and that there's another direct coming up soon because, again, I need to know about more than one game <laughs> yeah. in the near future. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I want to see what's coming from, like, Metroid, uh, Metroid yep. Prime. I, you know, I know they showed up in the three, uh, in the, the I need Mega 3. I need a release date for that. Yeah. I don't think we got that yet. You yeah. know, not yet. But, but, like, Nintendo also is, like, one of the few developers that actually has, like, a really killer slate pretty much mm -hmm. every month for the rest of this year. Like, it might not, like, not every game might be for everyone, but... 
they have they have a lot of first party stuff that's coming out and it's you know they'll sell yeah. a mil- they'll sell a bunch of millions of copies easily um, yeah. so good on Nintendo for all of that um, you know fingers crossed you know I just want you know what I want I just want uh, a Breath of the Wild 2 uh, title <laughs> you know I, I don't need a trailer just be like uh, we'll get it it'll yeah. just be a while you know Zelda always takes for fucking ever so yeah. there's that yeah take your yeah t- take their time uh, we'll, we'll yeah. be all good with that um but that does it for um, this week's episode of the Gamescast. Uh, Rob is packing, I believe, uh, or he's just rewatching that Final Fantasy VII remake discussion we had earlier because you know it's his favorite game ever. Um, but uh, Josh, uh, where can people find you and uh, hear your thoughts or read your stuff? So I write for Hayport Player as well as the Workprint. And if you want to see my rantings online, you can check me out on Twitter at Spear of Destiny with a three in there. See it on the screen. So, and yeah. it's Spear as S P E E R. Yes, it is a purposeful misspelling. Yes. 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 Um, yeah, and then uh, as usual, guys, um, theworkprint.com is our website. Uh, it houses fantastic writers uh, from across the internet and across the country. Um, we have a great piece, um, you know, great pieces. Uh, Josh has had uh, his uh, Jurassic World Dominion review go live uh, today. Um, that was a fun romp, uh, for sure, yes. Uh, and then there's also, uh, he's also covering The Boys uh, Season 3 for the website with weekly reviews. We've got Obi-Wan reviews coming from Christian. Um, we had other Rob, Kajowski, and Eileen go to New York City to see the Banksy Buildings, Castles in the Sky exhibit, uh, which they had nothing but fantastic things to say about. So if you're in the New York City area and need something to do, definitely check out that piece. Um, uh, there's, you know, it, it sounds like a great time. Um, yeah, and then as usual, you guys can follow the work print uh, all across various social medias, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and then for the podcast, uh, your favorite uh, podcast platform, give us a like, subscribe, um, leave a comment, give us your honest feedback. We love it. And, uh, you know, everyone, well, not every Wednesday, but mostly every Wednesday uh, night, we are usually streaming out uh, a new episode of the Gamescast here on twitch.tv uh, slash the work print. Um, yeah, uh, that about does it for this week, this week's episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Uh, thank you, Josh. It was great having you on. Can't wait to have you on again in the future. All right. For sure. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, guys.